0: Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everybody. I hope you are doing well out there in podcast land. It's a crazy world we live in and I hope that Travel Tips Tuesday is a bright spot for you in your very busy schedule. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. I'm excited about tonight's episode. It's super practical. It's relevant for the current times we're in and I hope it is helpful for you. Also, uh, make sure you listen very closely because I'm providing some great and wonderful and exciting details about a very special guest that we're going to have in two weeks to celebrate episode number 100 for Travel Tips Tuesday. And I would not think of anybody else to have on the show for that one. I've kind of been saving uh, this ask for a little while for something special, and I think it's time. So I'm excited to have, uh, have my friend come on uh, this show there, and you'll learn a little bit more about him in just a little bit. So uh, thank you all again for tuning in each and every week. Um, This is uh, a great episode that I think will help you moving forward in travel as you look to make some travel decisions that are out there. If you do have any questions about anything that I have mentioned, you disagree with me, feel free to shoot me an email, Facebook message. carrier pigeon, whichever smoke signals, I don't care, whichever way you want to communicate with me, feel free to reach out. Uh, My information is there in the show description. Also, as you are making your Thanksgiving travel plans, I hope that you do have a safe, happy, and healthy Thanksgiving this year. I know that travel over Thanksgiving and that important time we like to spend together will look a little bit different for a lot of folks, uh, but know that I'm thinking about you, and I hope you have a great holiday together. So, now it's time to get into the show. Let's get into it, shall we? Tonight this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is November the seventeenth, two thousand and twenty. And our question of the day is: What is the most important part of travel? Again, what is the most important part of travel? I want to hear you know your answer. What you think uh, it is, or should be, or has been in your own personal experience? What is the most important part? Of travel, this is episode ninety-eight. It's hard to believe that uh, we're almost at a hundred episodes. This is so cool. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, joining me on you know the many Tuesdays of the past almost hundred uh, episodes. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, being able to sort of meet different people through this and um, also reconnect with others and uh, just kind of talk Disney and travel and all those kind of sorts of things. Uh, so thank you all so much. For those of you that listen on the podcast, thank you so much as well. And if you haven't left a rating, I uh, would love that. I don't ask for that every single week. But if you listen on Apple Podcasts, which is the majority of people uh, that listen to this on the podcast feed, please leave a rating. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything, maybe 30 seconds, and uh, would you know help other people to be able to see this um, in, uh, in iTunes and Apple Podcasts a little bit easier. So. A uh, little bit of news tonight, uh, and I'm not going to get, again, into, into any real specific destination news, only to tell you um, that next week we're taking a live week off because of the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll actually be traveling uh, that on um, next Tuesday to, uh, to see some family for a little bit and uh, for, for the Thanksgiving holiday, but we will have a recorded podcast version of an episode that's going to be coming out. Um, but and that's going to be episode 99. But for episode 100, which is in two weeks on December the 1st, it is hard to believe that uh, December is right around the corner, month number 12 for 2020. Wow, what a year it has been! Uh, but on December the 1st, we're going to welcome for episode 100 former Disney Imagineer McNair Wilson to the show. He's going to reflect on his time working for Disney. He may offer some encouraging words for guests and others and folks that are tuning into it, um, and we'll also get him, hopefully, to tell his story about when he met Walt Disney in person as a child every time I hear him tell this story, I get chills down my spine. It's just so cool uh, how that interaction went on and the things that Walt Disney said to him that he still remembers to this day and how that impacted him uh, in his life and his career. So such a cool story and uh, hopefully he'll share that with us. Uh, Also, uh, we'll talk a little bit about his role in the his key role in the development of then-Disney MGM Studios, uh, which is now Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, will pay special homage to this little attraction um, known as the Tower of Terror, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, or as he calls it, Hotel Mel. And there's a story there uh, that's really cool. It involves uh, director-producer Mel Brooks. He also coined the term Downtown Disney, which is another really neat story about how that came about. Uh, he was heavily involved in the development and implementation of Streetmosphere at Walt Disney World and so many other things. His resume is massive and he's done a lot and he is still doing a lot, though not directly involved with the Walt Disney World uh, you know, resort itself or the Walt Disney Company right now. Uh, he's definitely still around uh, Walt Disney World Uh, you know, a couple times a year or so, and uh, he does a number of other things. And it'll be really awesome to hear from him. He has a very lively and sometimes unpredictable personality, uh, but it will be a blast. So please turn in, tune in two weeks, December 1st, uh, 830 Central. Uh, We'll have him on and it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that episode. So tell your friends. It's a great one to share. So uh, it'll be fun. So let's get into tonight's topic. Our tonight's conversation, again, is travel in a COVID slash post-COVID era. Uh, again, the question of the day is what is the most important part of travel? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you'd like to answer that, uh, feel free to drop your answer in the Facebook feed, uh, the separate Facebook feed that's not part of uh, this particular live. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you and uh, talk about that. So travel in a COVID, post-COVID era. Uh, These are essentially my views and thoughts uh, on travel. Uh, A lot of it, again, is is based on my own experience. And, you know, kind of my disclaimer for this is that it's it's up to, you know, the individual person and and groups of what, you know, you all feel comfortable with uh, at at this time. So I'll fully embrace my bias as a travel agent. Uh, You know, I know agents that do not feel comfortable traveling right now be it for health reasons or other reasons whatever it may be they're not i i personally do and i see a lot of value in it uh you know albeit you know there are careful ways and intentional things that i'm going to talk about that i did uh, that i saw airlines do and hotels do um, that that are necessary to help me feel at ease uh, when you know, I'm getting out there and exploring the world and making memories. So, uh, I, I think those things are definitely important. And you know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, coming through some of the fine print, and I'm going to get into some of the fine print of some of these cleaning procedures uh, tonight uh, because I found value in that. And I've found in in my experience, and also the experience of other travel agents, uh, some that I know that have been in Mexico recently. I was actually talking to someone about that tonight at the vendor uh, show. Somebody was asking me about uh, travel to Mexico and kind of what the, what the state of things were and, and whatnot. We have some agents that had a really good experience recently, even some that were there through one of the hurricanes that came across Mexico um, and, and how they were treated, you know, in, in the midst of hurricane slash, uh, you know, even social distancing and all these things was great. I mean, the, the accommodations were wonderful and uh, the the service was, was outstanding. So again, these are my own thoughts and experiences Um, You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, yes, I'm a Travel Nation travel agent, but this is not the official stance of the company, so to speak. Um, So just to kind of put that out there. All right, so let's. Let me just want to talk about air travel real, real fast because this is definitely, I think, a hot button issue, especially coming into the holiday season when a lot of people will be traveling. Uh, air travel is at its peak during the holidays every year. Uh, you know, it kind of waffles between you know Christmas Eve being the busiest air travel you know day of, of the year to you know the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of all over the place there, but uh, there. It's it's going to be busier than it has been for sure. So you know, airports that have been you know having all these procedures and even airlines that have had all these procedures in place uh, will be kind of testing them to the max coming out here uh, fairly soon. So um, I'm I'm hoping that you know, folks, if you're planning on traveling, that it would likely be pretty close to the experience I had because I had a great experience. Uh, traveling. Uh, I, I went from Huntsville, uh, Alabama, which is in the northern part of Alabama, about an hour and a half south of Nashville. Uh, we have, uh, you know, full-service international airport, um, kind of jet flex. You know, we get, you know, all sorts of air cargo in, that kind of thing. Not a massive airport, but it technically is an international airport. We have United, American Delta, uh, Frontier, Silver air, Silver Airways, which is kind of a smaller uh, regional air. You airport. Know, uh, Airline, and we don't have Southwest unfortunately because we're kind of sandwiched right between equidistant between Nashville and Birmingham, and both of those have a pretty major Southwest presence. So, right now we don't, but we're trying to get there anyway. That's that's kind of a bit about our airport, not super big but decently busy. Um, so, but first thing in the morning, super easy to get in. Um, I have TSA pre check, which I highly, highly recommend if you're going to travel, you know, even just a couple of times a year. Uh, it can make your experience a lot, a lot more pleasant, especially uh, nowadays, because when you have TSA PreCheck as an adult, um, I think it's up to either three or four children, uh, minors, uh, you know, under a certain age are, are covered with that. So they can go with you through the TSA PreCheck line. That does not cover your spouse. But it would cover you and, and your children, so that would help kind of expedite that process. So if there's any sort of anxiety about the security line situation, when you know you know that you're going to be lined up, you know, in front of behind people and kind of crisscross, um, you know, through the stanchions, the lines going up to the you know scanners and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, TSA PreCheck will help with that. Uh, some airport services have something called Clear that uses basically a, an eye scan to sort of get you through. A TSA pre-check, last I checked, I think it was uh, maybe $85 and it's good for about five years. And, uh, you know, most uh, most cities do have a handful of places where you can go to apply for that. Um, even small to, to medium-sized cities, um, you know, we'll have, have, have a place where you can go and get that taken care of. Uh, and if you have a valid passport, super easy, super easy to get a hold of, to, to get uh, set up for pre-check. So one of the best decisions I made, great investment, I think. So um, kind of getting to the airport itself, again, was easy. TSA pre-check, have facial covering on, um, you know, walk up, get my roller bag, and, you know, everything's packed how it's supposed to back and be packed and all that kind of stuff. So get there. And one of the things that's different, uh, whether you're pre check or not, you're going through the standard line, um, is that you come up to the uh, TSA agent that's kind of at their desk, they're checking your, checking your ID, they're checking your boarding pass to make sure things are matching up, they're looking at your eyes and everything, um, you know, they have a plexiglass kind of divider up there, and uh, one of the things that they do is they actually ask you to pull down your mask just briefly so they can see your face, excuse me, see your face and, um, and see your eyes and everything, and they'll, you know, kind of check your ID at the same time to make sure everything is good to go. So, um, you know, that's one thing that, like, makes sense. I was kind of wondering, like, how that was going to work with facial coverings being required in the airports and, you know, on the planes and and all those kinds of things. Um, But, you know, super easy thing, you know, no hassle experience there. Uh, Put my bags on the um, line to be scanned. And, you know, again, if you have pre-check, you don't have to take, you know, laptops out and you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take your belt off, and and all those kinds of things. Um, you can just kind of, you know, go on through. So again, super easy, quick uh, experience for me getting through. Uh, going into the airport, one of the even though it was early in the morning, normally there's at least you know two or three uh, spots that are open for. Um, you know snacks or like a bagel or something like that because I take a lot of red-eye flights out of when I do fly at least I think usually take red-eye flights out because they're cheaper um, is is one of the big reasons um, and also I can kind of get another day uh, into my trip without having to be gone an extra day away from uh, from my family so um, you know I get in there one of the cafes that was normally open was just being open the kind of gift shop sort of place where you can get like you know candy and chips and you know Huntsville t-shirts or whatever you know that kind of place uh was actually not open uh, I think there's one other the restaurants that a lot of times is open that place was not open either and that was co- that was a common thing as I went through so Huntsville and then from Huntsville to Charlotte North Carolina which is a major American Airlines hub um not every place was open and I think one of the reasons for that uh is is, is for a few reasons number one is because um, you know social distancing so uh, a lot of these shops have, have very narrow almost like old school 1950s barber shop style you know sort of you know where, remember if, if you remember or see the movies or whatever the chairs are all in the line very narrow building kind of goes from one side to, to the other there um, but there are a lot of places and shops that are like that there's not a lot of room to kind of move around um, in the Atlanta airport, uh, I know I've seen several Starbucks locations that are like that. Again, very small real estate to kind of get people in there. They were built for efficiency, not built for space. Uh, and there were several Starbucks locations at the Charlotte airport that were also like that. They were actually, uh, two, at least two of them. I know if not three were closed, uh, at least one of them I know of was relocated Uh, to a location where they could open up like two of their store slots to spread people out uh, a little bit. So, um, you know, not everywhere is closed. Some of the other restaurants were closed as well. Um, You know, some of the other kind of walk up counter places where you can grab a sandwich or something like that were not open, but many places were. Uh, so not everywhere it goes, but many places was was so. Uh, if you are a fan of Chick Fil A, by the way, which which I am, love them or hate them, um, one of the things that they are very good at is getting people through their drive through. They're known for that, right? I mean, they're known for kind of getting people through. their, their excellent customer service and all that. So on the way back, um, I had Chick Fil A for it was like basically brunch um, because again another red eye flight on the way back home, and but I just missed breakfast. Um, and the line was like snaked all the way through. They had social distancing markers up in the line uh, to kind of spread people out there. You know, mostly everybody's kind of complying with facial coverings, so that's another thing. Huntsville Airport, no problems. I may have seen a couple of people uh, in the Charlotte airport that did not have facial coverings on at all, and some people that had them below their nose. So if they're going to be effective, they need to cover your mouth, kind of to your chin, and above your nose, because you're you know, inhaling and exhaling through your nose as well, not just your mouth, so if they're going to be effective, um, it needs to cover both areas, Um, so, uh, you know, there were announcements that are actually being made of signage and all this stuff, well, back to Chick-fil-A, so they kind of had, I mean, they sort of had their line that was sort of snaked through uh, where their location was at the Charlotte airport, but because of COVID social distancing, they had it like they had the thing like extended, kind of like snake through a couple of times and then went out towards the front where the walkway was, uh, main walkway where people were kind of going by the, the wider area. And then it went back around, then almost all the way back to the security line. where <laughs> I mean, it was like huge. I was like, man, I'm going to be in this thing forever. But I've got a couple of hours of a, uh, you can hear my dog going outside here in the background, by the way. Um, but you're going to hear people, you're going to, you know, I was like, you know, how long am I going to be in this line? How long is this going to take? And, um, so, uh, I get in line and sure enough, like 10 minutes later, I'm standing right in front of the cashier. I mean, it is like clockwork. They're getting people in and out of there. And, and I noticed that at some of the other places as well. So you would, you would see lines for things like security, for things like, you know, food uh establishments even at starbucks i, I did go to a starbucks after that uh to, to get a coffee because again red eye flight early morning i had to get up at like 3 30 in the morning to take the uber to an airport which we're going to talk about uber in a second by the way and uh you know my experience there waiting in line at starbucks was fine they even had little dots that said please wait here for your order you know six feet apart that kind of thing uh, great experience. People are expecting that. I mean, there was nobody that was kind of, you know, causing trouble and, and those sorts of things. So, um, you know, great experience in the airport, right, in the airport itself through pre-check and, and social distancing. Uh, also uh, at, at the food locations, waiting in line, uh, on the planes themselves, if it was possible. So uh, I think at least one of the flights I was on was full, but the first one from uh, Huntsville to uh, Charlotte, Uh, was probably maybe only about half full if not only a third full so the flight attendants uh, as people were coming in were saying okay what's your seat number okay I need you to sit here is that okay instead Uh, and for me I was okay because I got upgraded from like basic economy to like one of the their section where um you know it's like main cabin plus where you have a little bit extra leg room so you know that was nice Uh, (laughs) I enjoyed that I mean I'm a little over six feet tall so I'll take the extra legroom when I can get it. Um, so, uh, you know that that flight was great. The the you know there's no there's no snack service, uh, so no like Coke and uh, pretzels or whatever it is these days, uh, you know, pre COVID days anyway. Um, and I was I was looking through uh, some of the literature. So on uh, long haul flights. I think it's long-haul flights. are consider any flight maybe four and a half hours or longer. Uh, there will be a meal service in main cabin and uh, and uh, snack service. But I think anything less than that, uh, right now for the most part, be it American, Delta, United, uh, whatever the case is, um, there's not a snack service. So if you want a snack, if you, I mean, you can pull your facial covering down to you know grab a sip of water or you know eat your M&Ms or trail mix or whatever you've got or if you buy food in the airport just bring your own food on board no harm no foul eat it, consume it facial covering back up good to go um they will not give you a hard time they'll even say you know it is permissible for eating or drinking uh, so that's fine because i know some people actually have specific dietary needs where they have to eat you know so often uh or you know folks that may be uh diabetic where they have to kind of you know, make sure their sugar levels are up or that those kinds of things or folks that have to have food with medicines and whatnot. I mean there is some flexibility there but you know also keeping in mind to the best interest of others if at all possible keeping your facial covering on at all times is very helpful. So um, I'll mention one other thing about uh, transportation and that is my experience uh, on Ma- the Magical Express bus once they, once they arrived. Uh, at orlando international airport and even on the way back um, so um, i've got a couple of magic bands in my backpack here i'm not going to dig them out now but um, having your magic band if you're traveling to a disney resort hotel is huge so don't check that in your bag if you're traveling to disney make sure this is anytime um covid non-covid make sure that thing um is as long as disney is using them uh is is packing your checked bag Uh, I usually put mine on after uh, I grab my bags from baggage claim. And then some people put them on when they leave their house before they even go to the airport, which is totally cool. Uh, But I'm just paranoid I'll lose mine or it'll fall off and I won't notice. So uh, I put mine on uh, after I grab my bag. If I had to check one, if I don't, I just put it on as I'm getting off the plane um, and then head towards the uh, Metro Express bus. There are plenty of signs that are out to uh, to direct you that way. If you don't know where it is, or you can't find the signs or whatever, there's lots of very helpful airport employees at Orlando International Airport. Uh, you can also ask any of the TSA agents will be more than happy to kind of point you in the right direction. A little bit of a walk to get there, but not too bad. Um, and you'll meet up with some cast members there again kind of that plexiglass shield like you see a lot of cashier and checkout stands these days Uh, you know they'll have facial coverings on Um, it's preferred to have your magic bang because of kind of the contactless uh, sort of check-in process there Uh, they'll check you in for the bus lines they'll they'll show you which line to go stand in for which bus Uh, and then as you get to the front of that line there's another cast member there that will confirm your name uh, and direct you on to which bus to go, um, and once you get on the bus themselves, um, you know they'll they'll basically be spacing kind of people every other uh, row and then every other seat. Uh, the last cast member you see before you go out to the bus uh, actually has a has a kind of a chart of the bus. And they'll be going through sort of marking where people are supposed to be sitting, and they'll assign you a specific. So it's not like pre-assigned before you get to the airport, you know where exactly where you're going to be sitting on the bus. Uh, it's more so like when you get up to that person and uh, they'll let you know. So, you know, the buses are probably 25, 30 percent full when they go. Uh, so it's kind of nice, a little bit of a relaxing ride. Uh, same thing on the way back. Um, You know, they'll tell you kind of where to sit to make sure you're spaced uh, apart and everything's good to go. The one thing that is different about Magical Express transportation, by the way, so no yellow tags right now, meaning, um, you know, you they will still deliver uh, your luggage to your room, but you have to retrieve it from the baggage carousel yourself. Um, Disney is not pulling those for you at this time. Uh, you do have to pull your baggage from the luggage carousel baggage claim at Orlando International Airport yourself. Uh, when you put it on the bus, though, um, you know there is an opportunity to, to kind of have that delivered to your room. So just be aware there's some time constraints for that. And if you want to know more information about how that whole process works, uh, feel free to let me know. We'll to talk to you more. Again, uh, I work under an authorized Disney vacation planner. Uh, we are dialed in to uh, Disney's operating procedures. I want to make sure that you are prepared uh, to have a hassle-free experience when you go. So uh, that's uh, that's my experience with air travel and the Metro Express for us. So I want to talk briefly about my experience with Uber. So I took Uber a couple of times while I was in Orlando, uh, kind of getting around from Disney Springs to uh, you know uh, a couple of places and uh, even over to the uh, kind of resort house. Um, it was, house was probably a great term for it, but basically it was, it was a large house uh, that that was able to accommodate um, lots of people in you know in separate rooms and, and different things, It uh, had a large couple of large meeting room spaces where we were able to kind of do uh, our conference. We were, you know we were being safe and all, all those kinds of things. And uh, it was a great experience, but to kind of get to and from the house, I had to take Uber a couple of times and I mentioned to the airport, um, Uber and Lyft both do require uh, facial coverings to be worn at all times. Uh, Uber, at least I know specifically, uh, they require their drivers to have one window down to kind of get fresh air in. Uh, the first Uber driver that, uh, that we experienced uh, getting from our Disney hotel to the house where the conference event was uh, actually had a, uh, a kind of zipper, um, vinyl, clear plastic sort of barrier between the rear seating area and the, the driver seating area, uh, which I thought was neat because you see a lot of those um, kind of in, in, uh, in taxi cabs taxicabs, even like you know, cop cars, except they're not clear, thin plastic vinyl. <laughs> um, so... You know they're being safe. They're being intentional. The, the both the vehicles I took were clean. Uh, the 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 Uber I took from uh, to the red eye flight on the way back when I left the the place at three thirty a.m. to head to the airport. Uh, to head to, back to Lord Orlando Airport, um, it was actually a uh, Disney security. Uh, Cast member. So that was kind of cool. Got to talk Disney a little bit with them and kind of encourage them because they uh, were trying to figure out where, uh, you know, when they were going back to work and, you know, those sorts of things. So, um, you know, when you're down there and and you're at Disney, it is very possible if you call an Uber, it might be a Disney cast member. It could be a furloughed or laid off Disney cast member. So please, please, if you Uber or if you Lyft, when you are down and around Disney, tip them generously. Uh, it could bless them uh, in more ways than you know. Uh, and also, remember to say thanks. Uh, say, tell the cast members thank you. When we got off the Magical Express bus uh, at, uh, at Art of Animation for that first night when I was there, um, the, uh, I think the general manager of the place and several of the cast members were applauding people as they were getting off the bus. And that was just a really neat experience. Uh, Art of Animation had only been open uh, reopened a few days at that point. Uh, Pop Century previously had been the only um, value resort open, but Art of Animation reopened just in time for us to be there, and uh, it was so wonderful. The spirit was positive, the stay was amazing, I mean, clean, perfect, uh, you know, quick service, mobile ordering, all that kind of stuff, Uh, Experience in the gift shop, everything. It was wonderful. I had some great cast members at the front desk that I had to talk to uh, for a little bit, and it was a positive experience with them as well. So kudos to the Art of Animation, Disney's Art of Animation staff. So again, great experience there, great experience with Uber, um, all the hotels at Art of Animation and others. So at Disney, Universal and All Inclusives, most of the places that you go um, that are legitimate have some enhanced level of, of cleaning procedures. So instead of just going into a room, doing a quick vacuum, wiped down, changing out the sheets and towels and all those kinds of things, wiping down the tubs and sinks, boom, they're out of there. They're taking more time. So this is part of the reason why uh, capacity is limited. So the housekeeping staff, the the cleaning cast members and employees at these different resorts, Disney, Universal, other Orlando area attractions, other all-inclusives in the the Caribbean, Jamaica, uh, in in Mexico, and and other places that are open right now, they're taking more time to make sure that uh, everything is, is disinfected properly. Even coming through, uh, regularly attended the kind of lounges and bars and restaurants and doing enhanced cleaning procedures there. And uh, some of the in some of the rooms, um, you know, they will even wipe down the remote. So remote controls for TVs are considered a high touch area, um, and or high touch device, and they want to make sure that you know that it's been disinfected. So they, you know, wipe the thing, spray the thing down, wipe the thing down, even put it in a bag and seal it. Uh, a lot of hotels actually have. You know seals on the doors which are basically a glorified sticker in a way that kind of um, is put from the door to the um to, to kind of the door jam so when you open it it tears uh so it's kind of like if you've ever been on a trip on a trip with, with teenagers it's kind of an old tape trick on the door you know if they've left if the tape seal is broken <laughs> same sort of thing but used in a different manner uh there um so i just left because i've done a lot of trips with teenagers through the years uh, with, with my other job in ministry that I'm a part of. So, uh, that's one of the things that they'll do. Um, you know, if even, even some other locations, if you want more of an enhanced cleaning, uh, you know, there are services that are, uh, available in some places, not Disney or Universal per se, because they already have a very high standard, uh, of cleanliness in their resort hotel rooms. So, um, sandals, I want to talk about sandals, which is a, a luxury all-inclusive, uh, they have a lot of locations in Jamaica, uh, you know, Saint Lucia, uh, other places, kind of throughout um, the Bahamas uh, and the Caribbean. So, in beaches as well, beaches is the family version of the their luxury all inclusive um, company. They have something called, and, this is, and, and I'm going to this because I think they do this very, very well. Disney and Universal have very good COVID-19 guidelines and cleaning procedures. You can go and Google those and read them. Uh, they're there. They're available. They're live for you. But I wanted to point some attention specifically to Sandals and Beaches because they have this thing called Platinum Protocol of Cleanliness. They're kind of already known for white glove service. So for them to kind of step up, step up and say, hey, look you know, we're already like dialed in on this, even before pandemic, you know, we have people coming in all over the world. We want to make sure that they stay healthy, that they stay, you know, they're able to have a great experience out there that while they're there, they're not going to get sick, you know, yada, yada, yada. So they're already kind of dialed up to 10, but they're ready to crank it up to 11. Uh, and I want to read you kind of verbatim uh, from directly from their website to kind of give you an idea of, why i think they're such a great destination uh, but why uh they are doing such a great job at thing, keeping things clean and uh, and safe so this is kind of an intro to their platinum protocol of cleanliness for sandals resorts prevention is key this is verbatim from them prevention is the key to safeguarding um, prevention is key to safeguarding the health of our employees and guests we long ago developed a sophisticated approach to preventing the spread of illnesses at our resorts under the guidance of medical professionals, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, the World Health Organization, the WHO, and the local ministers of health in each country we call home. We have dedicated quality inspection teams and environmental health and safety managers at all of our resorts to make sure every procedure is in place to protect every guest and team member. That even extends to our supply chain, which is huge. Right? Uh, not every place does this, but they're, they're making sure those same protocols or similar protocols, at least, are in place for the supply chains. Our resorts have always been equipped with full-service medical stations staffed daily. So this is not only a COVID thing. This is a normal, like, everyday thing. Um, our resorts have always been equipped with full-service medical stations staffed daily with a registered nurse and 24-7 on-call medical personnel. But we've upgraded these facilities to include the appropriate equipment and supplies needed to address new protocol. So again, this, this also uh, extends to private airport lounges that Sandals uh, plays host to uh, for their guests and transfers as well. So one of the things that's really great with, uh, with Sandals specifically beaches is that they include luxury private transportation. It's not extra. So, a lot of destinations that are great, wonderful destinations. If you want a private transfer, you have to pay extra for it. If you want a group transfer, you have to pay extra for it. If you basically you want to get from the airport to your all-inclusive resort, you end up paying more. With sandals, that is included. And there are great vehicles that are well-kept. Uh, and in, in this case, you know they're safe, uh, they're clean, and the, the team members are there ready to take you. Uh, to your luxury vacation and to have a blast uh, while you're there. So, um, Sandals does a great job. Disney Universal, many other destinations do a great job. The, the airlines are doing a great job, and it will be int- interesting to see how things progress through the holiday season. Uh, you know, I know that there's been a, a, a rise in cases in some places around, uh, but I know a lot of people are ready to travel. Some people are making plans. It's a great time to go ahead and make plans because uh, air travel is cheap. Uh, There are a lot of promotions that are out there, and there are a lot of very flexible cancellation policies as well uh, for many destinations. So it's a great time to get a deal if you can. And again, talk about this all the time. The further ahead you plan, the the better pick that you're going to have from your destination, uh, the better pricing airfare that you're going to get, and the more flexible cancellation that you're going to have as well. So uh, the deposits in most cases, especially far out in advance, are usually pretty minimal. So if you have questions about any of that, if you want to talk later about some of these uh, guidelines that we've discussed or you have questions about you know other protocols based on the specific uh, destination, uh, let me know. So, you know, this is super practical stuff. It's important to get this out there. It's important to talk about it and be real uh, to kind of help prepare you. If you're one of my clients, I uh, would love for me you to be my client. If you're not, if you're a travel agent watching this, you know, hopefully this is helpful for you as well. So thank you all so much again for tuning in to episode 98 of Travel Tips Tuesday. Make sure you check out um, the podcast feed. If you don't follow uh, Travel Tips Tuesday on podcast, please, 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 please do. You can Google Travel Tips Tuesday. It'll show up. Look for the logo. Um, if you go to uh, anchor, anchor, like, you know, anchor on a boat. Anchor.fm forward slash Travel Tips Tuesday. That's the official website where uh, you can grab uh, the link to your preferred podcatcher, if you will. If that's uh, Apple Podcast, if it's Spotify, if it's Google, if it's you know Stitcher, whatever it is, um, you know you can subscribe to it there. You can also go to TravelTipsTuesday.com and just listen to it directly from my website if you don't want to subscribe. But again, we appreciate your review on Apple Podcast. If you have any questions about travel, let's talk. I don't charge anything for my planning fees. Uh, It's been a true pleasure to do this with you for so long. I look forward to episode number 100 in a couple of weeks with McNair Wilson, former Disney Imagineer. It's going to be a blast. Hope to see you all then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.